Hey, one more thing before you go. Welcome to another episode of Over the Teacup Sunday. Yes, this has become a Sunday afternoon pleasure for Diane and I. In this episode, we're going to continue to take a deep dive into the world of 2023 Oscar-nominated films and talent. Today, we take a look at two of the most talked about movies, which have won a plethora of film awards across the world. One is All Quiet on the Western Front. It's a third remake of a critically acclaimed film based on a book. And part two of this episode is going to be The Banshees of Inishirin, a 2022 tragic comedy, which is the first time I've ever heard that. I've never heard of something called a tragic comedy. It was directed, written, and co-produced by Martin McDonough. I'm your host, Michael Hurst. I'm here with my lovely wife and co-host, Diane. Happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. This is really kind of cool, Diane. I think that uh, this is the first time in a... I don't think I think ever that we've really got through the majority of Oscar nominated films this time. Well, maybe way back in the day we might have done close, but it has been a long time since we've had this many films watched. Yeah, we got really lucky. I think part of it is the age of digital media has allowed us the benefit of being able to uh, get a hold of some of these films and be able to watch them from the uh, comfort of our own home. Yes, because I don't think we've even been to the theater to see any of them. Not yet, but sometime in the next couple of weeks, we are going to go see uh, Avatar, Way of Water, yeah. and we're going to go see The Whale, I think, because yeah. I think uh, both of those have uh, some interesting aspects that need to be touched upon uh, for different reasons. Yeah. No, I, I really want to see both of those, too. I just wish they weren't just in the theater, but that's fine. I'll go. You'll, you'll drag me kicking and screaming, but I'll go. Well, you know, it's, I would rather watch them from home. You yeah. know that. We've got, we're equipped. We'll just say we're equipped um, to almost be a movie theater. The only thing we're missing is a ticket ticker and a popcorn <laughs> machine. <laughs> yeah. We don't need enough popcorn to, to do that, so it's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. And somebody to yell, stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. Sit down. So mm -hmm. anyway, let's get started on this one. I think we're going to start with... The Banshees of Inishirin. What do you think? Um, so they called it a tragic comedy? Tragic comedy. Interesting. I Yeah, I see it. Definitely. Which we're going to um, talk about here. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was it, I, I don't want to say it wasn't good. It was good. It's just. It's, it, it's dark. It, it's, a, it, it's a dark humor. Very dark. Very, yeah. very dark. Yeah. And well, then, and for like the first hour, it doesn't seem, it, you're kind of like, is anything actually happening? Like, is something going to happen? Yeah. You know? Well, let, let's tell everybody else about what the film is about. And for those of you that haven't seen it, um, as I said in the intro, it's a 2022 tragic comedy uh, film directed by, written and directed by Martin McDonough. And Martin, please forgive me if I mispronounce your name. It stars Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson as two lifelong friends who find themselves at an impasse when one abruptly ends a relationship. The movie received mixed reviews from critics with some praising McDonald's sharp writing and the performances of Farrell and Gleeson. They're both 
great actors. First time I was introduced to Gleason, um, I think you and I both, is when he hosted Saturday Night Live. We're going, who is that? Yeah. We didn't yeah. know who, yeah, we didn't know who he was. He was um, great, though. While others found the film to be overly dark and muddled in its tone, uh, however, most agree that the Banshees of Inner, Inner, Inner Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for Okay. I should I should go back to my forty two percent Irish roots, right? The Inner Sheeran. There you go. See, you can say it when you say it Irish. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, follows their relationship to a dramatic breaking point and alarming consequences for both of them. Carrie Condon and Barry Keegan also star. In my opinion, it is a unique, thought provoking film that tackles serious themes with humor and heart. Farrell and Gleason are both known for their excellent acting skills, and they don't disappoint in this movie. Their chemistry and banter make the film both hilarious and touching, and they bring depth and nuance to their characters. The story itself is a mixture of comedy and tragedy, and McDonough navigates the tonal shifts with skill and confidence. I mean, the the, the movie carried carried well. I mean, other than the first hour is a little slow, but it really pieced together really well. The film deals with the themes of grief, regret, and the complexity of human relationships, and it does so with both humor and pathos. It's celebrated for its complex display of friendship, life on a remote island, and depression at its peak. The Banshees of Inisherence, an unforgettable exploration of friendships, loyalty, and the consequences of actions, which we'll get more in-depth into. Um, what did you think? I mean, overall, what did you think? You know, I the movie sat with me for a few days. Um, so overall, I liked it. I I wouldn't hate it if they won. Um, I really think, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but, you know, I, and we're going to talk about the other movie later, but there is another uh actor who's nominated for best actor who a few months ago i've been like oh yeah he's got it no problem you know no one else deserves it but him um i think that it overall was a good movie i think that um you know there was another actor nominated for best actor that i was like oh no one can do better than him colin farrell i'll tell you i wouldn't hate if he won i i i think uh, he um he broke my heart in this movie. I mean, I was sitting there feeling my heartbreak for him. Yeah, that's an interesting thing because as we were sitting there, I had told you that um, I had, uh, I, I I really felt for that character. I mean, he yeah. made me feel like, wow. And it brought back, uh, brought back some serious memories for myself. It triggered those in regard to uh, the portrayal of the, the character itself, the situation itself and how the movie was carried forward. So he did an outstanding job, I think, in yeah. allowing us to connect with him on a very, very deep level. Yeah. I think the the he he presented to us somebody that we liked, somebody that we had empathy and compassion for, mm -hmm. and and kind of like, what the hell? And and the transformation at the end was very unexpected. Yeah. Um, and um I, I still, I still loved him in the end, but it was hard to do so. Well, and I, I do like um, 
Farrell and Gleason both uh, had previously worked together on on a, another McDonald directorial debut film called In Bruges. They're actually best friends in real life. And they're best friends in real life. So I think that that was able to contribute to the overall um, context of the film itself and the story because yeah. they actually had a relationship together outside yeah. of that particular film. So yeah. when everything took place and everything went down, they were able to kind of portray it more in a realistic perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, if in real life this really happened, you know, this is how it's going to affect me. And I think they took that to heart when they when they presented their characters. I would hope that if something happened in real life that it wouldn't get to that point. Yeah, but. <laughs> um, but um, I also found that um, I really know that I do not ever, ever, ever want to live on a very remote island. That would not do for me uh, whatsoever. Yeah. That, oh, my God. Yeah, no. Yep. Yeah. I agree and, with you. And, and um, speaking of that, um, Carrie Condon, who plays uh, Colin Farrell's sister, she's nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Yes, and I, I wouldn't hate it if she won either. <laughs> she, no, she was I think great. overall, I think the whole cast did a really excellent job oh, in yeah. regard to it. I, you know, the the film has already won uh, an outstanding number of awards. It it had uh, its world premiere at the 79th Venice Film International Film Festival on September fifth, twenty twenty two, and then went on to receive widespread critical acclaim, and praise was given to McDonald's direction and uh, screenplay as well as the performances of the cast. So I think that it really gave um, credence to the fact that it deserved an Oscar nomination because I, I won't go, I won't list all, everything that they have uh, in all of the different film festivals and the other uh, awards committees that are, that they've won or that they've, it's been, uh, it's I'm been sorry. a bunch. But it's it's, been yeah, the list is too long to list here. We'd yeah. be here for 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, so it absolutely belongs within the this uh, the whole ca all the categories. I was going to say yeah. just the film category, um, the best film category. But I think it overall, Colin and Gleason and Condon, and uh, they, they all deserve the nominations that they they get. And I would it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they got if they won them. Yeah, I and I I don't mean to leave Brendan Gleason out. Um, I guess he used to be a teacher. I didn't he know hasn't. That actor for that long um from what i'm understanding but he used to be a teacher and never really thought about being an actor so i mean for that he's great he's really great yeah. i just um i don't know why but i've just felt more pull and more heartbreak for colin farrell's character so i i you know they're both nominated for best actor i would pick colin not because Brendan did a horrible job or anything, but just I connected more with the heartbreak of that character. And man, it was kind of depressing. It was, I mean, I think we should warn everyone, if you're going to watch this movie, make sure you're in a really, really good space and a good mood to begin with, because if you're kind of in the, you know, having a down day, don't start this movie because it will not bring you up. Even though there is some comedy in it. And I agree with that. I think that, you know, it, it it's uh, the story itself is a mixture of uh, comedy and tragedy. And the um, the tonal shifts that are there emphasize uh, that the film the film deals with themes of grief, regret and the complexity of human relationships. Um, and it does it, as I said earlier, it does it with um, 
with the humor, but it also allows for the empathy and the compassion, and not just for for one character, for several characters. I mean, you get to understand what it's like to be living on a remote island um, way back. I should have gotten the time period that this was taking place, but I think it was. I think it was the, I want to say the 30s. I was going to say the the 30s. I agree with you. I think it was the 30s, but you get the, the seclusion, the, the fact that it's a small island and everybody knows what everybody's doing. And they do the same thing. Everybody seems to do the same thing every day. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. It's the same routine for every single person on that island. Oh God, please just. And and there's so much. Yeah. And and there's that, like, look at the, the woman that uh, runs the uh, the general store. Yeah. She is so desperate for news and mm-hmm. conversation because she's so isolated and yeah. doesn't know what's going on outside of there that everybody that comes in, she's constantly going, what's the news? What's the news? I'll give you your mail. I'll give you this, but what's the news? Give me the news. Mm-hmm. Because she's, she's like desperate for a conversation, desperate for somebody to tell her what's going on outside of their little island. And across the um, the bay, I guess it would be a bay, you know, the civil war between the IRA and the uh, the Catholics and the Protestants and all that were were just going at it. So you could hear you could, the gunfire from the island. They yeah, you could it. hear. Yeah. You could stand on the on on the uh, on the shore, and you could hear the the gunfire and the cannons going off and and this kind of a thing. So, um, but they weren't. They were they were set aside. And uh, this is this island that they were on in Inishirin. Go back to my Irish, Inishirin. <laughs> it, it's the only way I can say it. The, uh, <laughs> the fact that it's a uh, fictitious island, it, it's a fictitious island. You get to believe the oh, way yeah. that this film was put together, that that island actually exists. Those people actually exist. And it was based upon actual people in my opinion yeah no i agree i i think at the end of it we even said is that is that really real like is that a real island i think we looked it up Um, because you do you do believe it and um it's a very different i don't know i i think it's a very different movie from so many movies out there but this is also a typical this isn't really a typical movie we would watch so you know i i don't know if it's if there's movies that are similar or not, but it, um, I was, I, like I said, it sat with me. It, even well, when I go back to think about it, it, I feel affected by this movie. Yeah. You, yeah. It, it reaches you on a deep, deep level. I think yes. anybody with a, with a best friend, anybody that's lost their best friend, anybody that is struggling with their, their best friends, um, or relationships in general with regard to other people around you, your sister, your brother, your mother, your father, your husband, your wife, your son, your daughter, I think that it resonates in such a way that it um, presents the reality of complex relationships between humans. And communication. And communication, and how easily that, that that relationship can be infiltrated by negativity. Yeah. And uh, again, go back to what you just said with the lack of communication. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and how important that is, especially. I mean, it it it's funny how few people were on this island. They did the same thing every single day of their lives, and yet 
they could actually lose connection with one another, yet they're so closely, they're in close contact with one another, but they lose communication with each other. Yeah, especially being on, on that little tiny island. I mean, yeah. it is, you know, and I'll tell you what, it, personally, I think uh, the island looked cold and yes. wet and yes. poor. And depressing. <laughs> no, we're not trying to we're not trying to dissuade you from watching this movie if you haven't watched it yet. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, I, I would highly recommend watch. it. Yeah, yeah, definitely watch it. Just yeah. be careful of what kind of a mood you're in when you start this movie. That's all. I, I think so. I think it 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 may trigger you for some specifics that um, you need to be careful with. But all in all, I think that it also allows us to reflect within ourselves. Like, okay, wait a minute, what what can I do? If I'm in that same situation, is there something that I can do that can get something resolved? And we don't want to give too much away about the plot, but obviously we all know that here are two best friends that one of them abruptly ends the relationship and he has absolutely no idea why. And mm -hmm. um, then you see the intricacies of all the other relationships that interlace mm -hmm. with, with everything. So... Yeah, all in all, I would highly recommend it. I think they do deserve an Oscar nomination. I think they do deserve to win in certain respects. I mean, I we have other films out here that we've been reviewing that they deserve to win just as much. This is going to be a very, very tight Oscars. I think it will be, yeah. And, yeah. I, and the um, BAFTA Awards, the ones that take place in um, the UK, I think they're, I think they're tonight. Um, Banshees and... Any, uh, every, how can everything, I everywhere, all at once. Right. Uh, and Elvis, those three, they're saying are the top three contenders at the BAFTAs. And then whoever wins the BAFTA, typically it's a straight line to the Oscars. So, um, you know, it's definitely a movie worth seeing. Just, you know, and, and I have to admit, right after it was over, we both sat there and went, ugh. <laughs> really? Well, it I, and I think for me pers personally, it triggered me on on yeah. my own situation in certain respects, and because of that, it's like wow, you really have to be careful with it. But yes. all in and all, so when it when it sat with me for a few days, then I, I it it got better, and I I ended up really liking the movie the more time passed after watching it, which is so bizarre. You know that doesn't usually happen for me, so. Well, my opinion overall is um, you should see it if you haven't seen it yet. It's worth the, the watch and you have the opportunity to uh, to kind of get to know these characters at an in-depth uh, perspective. The cinematography was done very, very well. The direction was done very, very well. The acting was done very, very well. I think they, between the characters themselves, because uh, several of those individuals were friends anyway, that, that mm -hmm. just enhanced the whole performance and the... Um, uh, content of the film itself and yeah. uh, you were em you embarked on this journey with them which allowed empathy and compassion and uh kind of a what the hell at a couple of different times so and some heartbreak would, yeah so i would say good now for part two are you ready for mm -hmm. part two sure <laughs> we're gonna go with it now this just happens to be one of those episodes where we're gonna do uh, another movie that unfortunately seems like a lot of these Oscar movies this year are really um, 
depressing, depressing and uh, heartbreaking. Yeah, hard to watch. Hard to watch. Make you think. Yeah. Make you kind of you know take a, a reflective moment um, and so forth. And in this next movie um, is a remake, and it's been remade three times. This is the third remake, but it's it's done from a, from the German perspective from an individual from Germany. And I think that they did a really good job in this particular one also. So let's jump into that one. All Quiet on the Western Front is a powerful and moving film that depicts the brutal realities of war through the eyes of a young German soldier named Paul Ballmer, played by Felix Kammerer, who did an outstanding job. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Yeah. It's directed by Edward Berger. The film is an adaptation of Eric Marie Remarque's classic anti-war novel of the same name and has been nominated for several Oscars. Just like all the movies that we, we've been discussing, um, it's been nominated for a plethora of awards also, and it was a critically acclaimed um, uh, movie when it first came out in 1930, and then again when Ernest Borgnon and uh, Richard Thomas did it in 1979. Yeah. Some other yeah. about. Um, made, made for TV movie. Yeah, it was a made for TV movie. So what is, what is the explicit? This movie takes us uh, through the harrowing journey of Balmer and his fellow soldiers as they are sent to fight on the front lines of World War I. The horrors of war are shown in all their starkness, from the deafening sound of artillery and machine gun fire to the relentless physical and mental exhaustion of the soldiers. That was done extremely well. Mm -hmm. um, Berger's direction and cinematography capture the devastation impact of war on both soldiers and civilians alike. And whether it be the Germans, the French, the Americans, whoever it happened to be, it, it really leaves the audience deeply effective, uh, affected. Uh, Cameron delivers a standout performance as Balmer. He captured the character's transformation from a naive and enthusiastic recruit to a traumatized and disillusioned soldier. He portrays the physical and emotional toll of war with a rawness and intensity that is both moving and alarming. Um, it, it, I, I, I really don't want to, but this morning we were watching, um, uh, Sunday CBS. morning, CBS mm -hmm. Sunday morning, mm -hmm. and they brought up a really good point. This movie is a, even though it's about World War One and, and the disillusionment, disillusionment and so forth, it, yeah, it, they, and I agree with this, I think that uh, the war in Ukraine kind of illuminates that. It it really. Um, they they were talking about there's parallels to it. There are some parallels to it, and I think unfortunately those parallels, <clears throat> those parallels are are too close to home because um, you know Russia and Putin are throwing naive young people and people who don't want to go to war, and they're they had protest as everybody's aware of. There were protests and so forth. In Russia, these guys not wanting to go to war. They didn't want to do it. Uh, Russia, and this, we're not going to make this a political thing, but Russia invaded a country that was not a threat to them whatsoever. They just did it because they wanted the resources in the land and, and to reassimilate Ukraine back into, into Russia, and, they, and there was no need for it. And yeah. the, the devastation and the, the destruction and everything that goes along with it, the loss of life, is just devastating. And watching this movie, I think, reflected that more so because that's exactly what the Germans did. Yeah. 
and it's, it's happening today and we see it on the news and then we watch this movie and it's like i feel like it's just yeah it, you know, like they said this morning you know this shows what happens in war and it shows the reality of war hoping that it won't happen again the person that wrote it it was a world war one veteran german veteran right. that lived it and he wrote about it and from his perspective and how he was so disillusioned and thrown into this war that uh, once right. he got into it he went we shouldn't be here right yeah and watched and all it, of his friends die around him yeah so yeah it is it's it's, it's oof, talk about a tough to watch movie it, it wow. is and so the direction the cinematography was done extremely well oh. it puts you right in the middle of their lives the action the war zone mm. the the fear the the doubt the anger the depression mm. you know it puts you right in the middle of it in my opinion well and and i noticed this morning on the show um the director and is it Ed, is it edward berger or burger i didn't catch it this morning oh, i think it's burger sorry, sorry ed um <laughs> uh, you did a really good job you but did a great job i mean magnificent um but he he mentioned something that I hadn't thought of that he was talking about, you know, what he wanted the audience to experience. And he mentioned the vibration of war. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's I mean, that's true. We, we you felt really the vibration feel, of the war like you were there and you could feel the vibration of the ground as it shook. And I we, mean, now, now, granted, we have a surround sound system. Yes. Dolby. But, and and I'm sure can, people can you imagine seeing it in the theater? With the seats that vibrate, I mean, you're going to well, feel yeah. it. I mean, yeah. we, we, our surround sound system is very good. And yeah. um, it gives us a realistic uh, uh, atmosphere for being in, in within these films. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that absolutely felt like you were sitting in the trenches with these poor guys. It was scary. It was just yeah. so scary. But riveting. Yes. Scary, but and, riveting. You, and also hard. And heartbreaking because you yeah. can see what they're experiencing, you can feel what they're experiencing. And these guys, I mean, the supporting cast, along with Kermer, I don't know if I pronounce his name correctly. We got to get better about pronouncing these guys' names. Um, they also delivered very strong performances, particularly yeah. Sebastian Hulk as the grizzled veteran uh, Kaczynski. Um, he, these these guys gave brilliant performances yeah. uh, within their context because they they you you relate to them as well. So not only are you following. Um, the main guy's journey, but you're also following these people that he has um, come to become friends and rely on and family, basically. Yeah. And uh, Tobias Moretti as the sympathetic and conflicted Cantoric, which you guys, if you watch the film, you'll you'll know who these people are. The ensemble cast works together seamlessly to create a powerful and emotional depiction of the bond between soldiers and the impact of war on their lives. You know, it is... I, I was in the military. I have I've been in the military, but I didn't I didn't go to war. Obviously, you all know that I'm a I'm a retired law enforcement officer. We we fought a different kind of war, but the camaraderie, you know, my colleagues at work were were my family, mm -hmm. and in our family actually. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. They were our family actually. And we understand that closeness. You, when you're in these type of situations and when you rely on other people to, to, to bring you home and to protect mm -hmm. you 
and to watch your back, they become family to you. And it, it is, you could see that, that interlace again, just like the previous movie we were just talking about. You, you get to understand how those threads are, are sewed between individuals so that you become part of their family and you get yeah. to experience every emotion, every fear, every empathy, every, every anger that they get to feel. It, it's, it's amazing. Especially those that actually make it out alive and they, you know, the guilt that overwhelms them that yeah. they weren't able to help their family. And, um, and back then they didn't, they didn't know what PTSD was. No. They had no clue what PTSD was. But they definitely had it at the end. But they definitely had it. You know, they call oh. it shell shock. Uh, I think back then they called it shell yeah. shock. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, 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 it's a sobering reminder of the devastating cost of war. It, 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 you know, it's a film that's both beautiful, it's harrowing, it, it leaves a lasting Im impact on us yeah. as the viewer. Um, yeah. It had powerful performances, skilled direction, and a poignant message. Uh, I think it, it deserved the Oscar nominations that it did get. I do believe that they absolutely deserve where they're at, even though this is the third time this film has been remade. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I never saw the other two, so I had nothing to compare it to, but, um, you know, you obviously they have a lot more, you know, technical ability in the movie making business today. So, you know, if you were to compare all three and then the second remake was made for TV. So obviously they're not going to show you. Oh, the, 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 I'd be prepared if, um, Anybody's under the age of 18 years old, yeah. you know, it, yeah. you use your discretion in regard to having them watch this movie. Uh, I mean, very, in our, it's our opinion, but yes, I, yeah. I wouldn't want, when our kids were younger, there's no way I would have wanted them to see this. because it's, it's very violent. It is very um, truthful. Mm -hmm. It is very uh, realistic. And it puts well, you, well, I said earlier, it puts you right in the middle of a war zone. And, and I think in, in to expand on that, anybody who's been to war and are and is home and might be struggling, this, this, might, this, not may, be, this might not be the movie you want to see. It might trigger you back again. Um, and, and the fact that um, the individual that, get my notes back up again real quick here. So Felix Kammerer, um, mm -hmm. I believe he's either English or Australian. I don't believe he's German. He might be. Mm -hmm. um, but this is his yeah first feature Major. film and he did a brilliant job i would have never known that would that was the first it. feature film he, he'd been i mean he just wow he, he really carried the film the majority of these individuals that are in this film i really don't recognize their names and a no. lot of them i don't recognize them in fact the film is actually in german um mm -hmm. we had to watch it with uh english um but, subtitles well, do they already have the subtitles already there? I mean, Not, I don't think we I don't did know. that. With, okay, well. We, we were given the option of, of doing it uh, in German with English mm -hmm. titles, subtitles, or English overdub with English titles, or right. English with German subtitles. <laughs> it well, was kind it, of crazy. Because, you know, there's some... There's some um, foreign films that are harder to watch than others where even if you have the subtitles, it's, it, it doesn't connect still. 
this did. I didn't even, I wasn't even noticing that they yeah, were actually, notice. I mean, it really, really works. So if you're somebody who doesn't typically like the subtitled films, it really was great. I mean, it, it you didn't lose anything with that. No, you really didn't. And I think that, again, the, 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 the whole ensemble cast, everybody that was involved, the cast, the crew, I mean, mm -hmm. the realism in this film was oh. just unbelievable. Devastating. <laughs> yeah. really Again, it makes you, it, it actually, after watching CBS Sunday this morning and them commenting on this film mm -hmm. and showing the clips from it, it just brings about the, again, it reminded me of the realism of the fact that it puts you right in the middle of, of yes. this. And, yeah. and it was just, you, you want to, I mean, my, what, what is it? My great, it'd be my great grandfather. My great grandfather fought in World War One. Was your great Harry, or your great? Harry Hurst fought in, in um, World War One. And he was your, he was your great grandfather? Hmm. My great grandfather, yeah. Okay. Raymond's father. Hmm. My great grandfather fought in World War One. Okay. So from that perspective, it's kind of one of those um, things that gives me a a new a new I, I won't say a empathy, I guess mm -hmm. from that perspective because other other I mean, I never met my great grandfather, so it's one of those right. things that I can't really you know say or 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 say that hey, I, I really feel sorry for him. I heard his stories or something come out of it. You know, I wasn't able to to get that, but but I will say that I feel for him for having to experience that. And you know, he died at an early age, and you know that could have been very well contributed to that mm -hmm. experience in World War One after watching this film. That's for sure. But overall, I think that um, I think that everything, everything it deserved all of the nominations that it's got. It's also yeah. again, I said earlier, it has already mm -hmm. won a plethora of awards too yeah. long to list you can go to imdb and on either one of these films any of these films you can go to imdb pull up the film and then click mm -hmm. on the awards button and it will give you a long list of awards that they've already won and they what they've been nominated for this particular mm -hmm. one i think across the world has been nominated for over a hundred um, because of the way it was presented and you know how it was done and the cast who did a brilliant job yeah. Uh, I'm not going to give away the ending on either one of these films that we've just reviewed, but I will say that um, it makes you really stop and think. Yeah, and I, um, just like Banshees, uh, this movie sat with me for a few days and still sits with me. Um, and it, again, at the end of it, I was like, uh, <laughs> uh why? Um, I don't know that I want it to win necessarily, but I mean, I can see why it might. I, I can see why it's a top contender for sure. Well, the realism, it, there's the realism in, in, in itself. The fact that so, this individual puts you right in the trenches with these guys. Yeah. I mean, you, you literally feel for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just hurts your heart that they've had to experience this and see it. I mean, I find it really interesting that uh, this film is done from a German perspective, and they they 
kind of realized that they were pulled into a war that they really didn't want to be into and shouldn't have been in the first place. And that's where I see the correlation with Ukraine at the moment, because Ukraine was, they didn't do anything to Russia. They did nothing to Russia. They were a peaceful democracy that was functioning very well. There were no issues with it. And they got thrust into war, into this situation. And they have people that are going to the front line, like I just read yesterday about a teacher, that she was an elementary teacher. And she put down her pencil and her her yardstick, and she picked up a gun. And she's fighting with everybody on the front lines. She was thrust into a war that she had she had never thought she would even be in. You mean, and you mean in Ukraine? She's Ukrainian? She's Ukrainian. Okay. And then you get these Russian individuals that these guys are going, I don't want to go. They're putting prisoners and normal kids that are limit, they are trained minimally. Mm-hmm. Minimally? <laughs> Min- minimally? Minimally. They are trained minimally, and they they are thrust into this environment where they're out there to try to have to to protect themselves. Yeah. From this environment, the war and what's going on with it, and they're the like we saw in the news. The the one soldier said there's bodies just piling up. Yeah. And I don't and know if you remember the number that have been killed, the Russian soldiers that have been killed. I don't remember. Just it just it's just but sad. They, you know, we have to also say we we do know from news reports that some of the Russian soldiers have been doing. Uh, they they've been doing some really awful awful things. So it's not, you know, not all the Russian soldiers felt have been like thrown they, into this. No, I mean there are some war crimes that absolutely have taken place within that particular. We're getting way off subject, but there are some war crimes that absolutely need to be held accountable for number of them and you can follow the right news you can look for the correct news in order to to educate yourself in regard to those and how you could contribute including the ones where animals have been abandoned and they're trying to take care of them so you know aside from these movie reviews and especially the last one you know make sure that you kind of investigate a little bit of that maybe i'll put some links in the in the show notes um but other than that we need to wrap up really quick we got kind of off subject um Overall, what uh, is your opinion with uh, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front? Well, I think, you know, depending on where you are in your life and and what you've been through, I, you know, I would recommend seeing it. Um, but if you typically don't really want to watch a war movie and you really shouldn't, then definitely don't because it's very, very realistic. I mean, I've never been in war, but I imagine this is pretty realistic because it was horrifying. <laughs> it was, it was horrifying. I would say just, uh, again, I, I didn't get to go. I didn't get to go. I didn't go to war. Uh, although I was ready to be drafted way back when that gives you a little bit of my age to the public. But, um, I had friends of mine that were, and I've had relatives that were, and I can tell you from their descriptions, even going to Vietnam, that, uh, that's factual. And and more so probably in World War One, because mm-hmm. of the fact that there was more, it was fought more on the ground than it was in the air, mm-hmm. where these days it's fought more in the air. So I I would I would recommend the movie, if you yeah. if you want an education as to what a World War One soldier went through in order mm-hmm. to help preserve you know 
what they went through, just all the way around, then this would give you uh, an eye opener, and I would recommend it. I think that all the nominations that the cast and the crew and the direction and the cinematography have all um, been nominated for absolutely deserve to be in, in this arena. Yeah. So, yes, thumbs up for both films that we've just reviewed. Thumbs up. Yep. Absolutely. Great. Well, we'll wrap this up. Thank you very much for spending the afternoon with us here on One More Thing Before You Go. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, be sure to follow us and subscribe. We are on YouTube, as you know, and I'll uh, make sure that a link, uh, you'll find the link to the episode on YouTube in the show notes on the website beforeyougopodcast.com. Once it airs, you will absolutely uh, be able to go to YouTube and watch this, uh, which will give you a little bit more visual than um, just listening. But please subscribe, follow review us and uh support us through uh buy us a cup and or um we have a, a merchandise store before you go podcast.shop and uh, we appreciate each and every one of you one more thing before you all go have a great day have a great week and thanks for listening bye everybody Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go. Check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform.